Whether you operate one forklift or thousands, one location or hundreds, the new My Toyota customer portal can help you optimize your operation and material handling equipment. This one-stop, free-to-use platform is designed to help you take control of your information and make smarter decisions, all at the touch of a button. Register and access your data today at my.toyotaforklift.com. That's my.toyotaforklift.com. Today's warehouse needs to keep inventory moving smoothly and quickly. Meet these challenges with on-demand warehouse labeling from Brother Mobile Solutions. Our mobile and industrial printers will help optimize your operations to achieve the speed, reliability, and durability your warehouse needs. With easy integration for existing warehouse technology, convenient portability, and upfront affordability, Brother Mobile Solutions is at your side when it comes to warehouse labeling. Try one for free today by visiting brothermobilesolutions.com slash newwarehouse or click the link in the show notes. That's brothermobilesolutions.com slash new warehouse to try one for free today. The New Warehouse Podcast hosted by Kevin Lawton is your source for insights and ideas from the distribution, transportation, and logistics industry. A new episode every Monday morning brings you the latest from industry experts and thought leaders. And now, here's Kevin. Hey, it's Kevin Lawton with the New Warehouse Podcast, bringing you a new episode today. And on today's episode, I am going to be joined by Sean Hagen. He is the COO and head of North America at Carton Cloud. And Carton Cloud is a cloud-based, as you may guess from the name, MS and TMS system. But really interesting is it's focusing more on the small to medium-sized business and really giving them some flexibility, but also efficiency gains as well, which I think we're going to hear more about from Sean. So really interested to hear about this system, kind of how it works and and kind of how it came about and is being applied in the fulfillment warehousing industry now. So Sean, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm very well, Kevin. Thank you very much for having us. Nice to nice to finally meet the man behind the the, the podcast after <laughs> uh, yeah crossing paths at the manifest conference. So thanks very much for having us on. Definitely, definitely happy to get you on, and, and definitely happy to cross paths and, and manifest as well. It was a great show, I will say. So I'm definitely interested to to learn more about Cart and Cloud here. I think it's it's really interesting what you guys are doing. So why don't, why don't you tell us a little bit about Cart and Cloud here, and kind of a little bit of the the founding story too as well. I think it's pretty interesting. Yeah, absolutely, Kevin. And yeah, so the the founding story of Cart and Cloud is almost what kind of gave rise to what we sort of describe ourselves as logistics software built by logistics people for logistics people. And the reason we say that is that where Carton Cloud actually came out of roughly sort of 10, 15 years ago was our founder and CEO, Vincent Fletcher, who actually owned and operated a refrigerated warehousing and transport business in, in, in Australia. And it was about about sort of 20 to 30 trucks, you know, probably about 50 to 100,000 square feet of sort of dry, refrigerated and frozen storage space. And 
was when he took over the business it was very manual and paper based and had coming from a little bit of a tech background went to went to market to try and find some software to help them you know with, with some of the basics getting electronic proof of deliveries automatically calculating storage charges barcode scanning and, and for a small medium business at the time that he he was sort of surprised to find that there wasn't really much that was available that was specifically targeted to the SMBs there were some very simple applications to get just say a proof of delivery signature, but it didn't do the transport planning and the charging, everything to go alongside that. And then same thing for the warehouse. There was enterprise or you know, maybe enterprise light type systems, but maybe not something that was easy to use for the sort of you know the sort of people you normally encounter in a, in a small medium warehouse. You know, no one has a PhD in, in WMSs at, at those those sorts of places. So I actually started to write some write some code and and, and develop an application, not mm. really to sort of you know turn us into a, a global software company, but as much as anything, just to help improve the lives of the people in the business. And right. fast forward 10, 15 years, we've got a team of, of over sixty across you know a few different continents. But that was really our founding DNA was out of the pain points of a small medium business, and that obviously gave rise to to, to Cotton Cloud and, and you know we've we're now solely a software company and you know that, that has you know um, that that's been a that's been a pretty been probably a 10 years that we've been separated from the logistics business. But our mission is really to improve the lives of logistics people. And we really do mean that because we know what it's like when you can't find the the right sort of solutions to help in, in that yeah. sort of environment. Yeah and I, I think that's a great thing. I mean I love that you guys are are coming from that space already instead of you know coming from just uh maybe software tech background and just saying like oh let me come up with a solution for logistics and warehousing right you know actually having that experience i think is probably going to give you such a better understanding of what that user interface needs to be like and and what makes sense for for things to happen there so so obviously, you know, you, it's it's born from a, a small to medium sized business. It sounds like, but I'm curious why now that you've fully transitioned to just a software business, a tech business from the logistics space, you know, why why is the continuation or or the focus still there to to focus on the the small to medium sized business? Yeah, it's, and it's a great question. It's one that we get a lot, and I think also that that we sort of revisit as well from from time to time. And one of the one of the big parts of us is obviously it was in our DNA as a small medium business, but also I think recognizing the, the hugely important role that SMBs, which is an acronym for small medium businesses, that right. the huge role that they play in logistics. You know, there's over twenty thousand you know logistics businesses in the US, and the average size is around twenty employees. So mm-hmm. as much as there are some some big global massive providers you know over 90 percent of the logistics industry is actually small medium businesses and it's the you know it's the lifeblood that keeps either people in rural areas or smaller brands that don't have the volume to get into an amazon fulfillment center it's the small medium businesses that keep those those parts of the economy turning and you know what was probably a underappreciated part of the economy post post COVID and right. you know us re- us really discovering what you know essential services are I think has really shone a spotlight on these operators and also the expectations of shippers and receivers with you know Amazon and, and pizza delivery where you can almost get the heart rate of your delivery driver the whole way to your door. There's a need for these these smaller businesses to have technology to compete because otherwise and they're not going to be able to kind of play in the in the 2020s with the expectations of, of shippers and receivers. So, you know, us really seeing that as an underserviced market segment, you know, we, we're focused on solving problems for, for you know, 
for people who, who need them to be solved. And really for us, making technology and automation accessible for SMBs is a challenge that excites us. You know, these same businesses need mission critical software and, and digitization to let them yeah. play in this new market. And that's, you know, that, that, that means that things have to be easy, easy to use. Things have to be intuitive. And also you have to be able to provide the ongoing kind of support and customer success to help these businesses get there because they don't have huge internal IT teams or right. unlimited budget. So, you know, it has to be achievable. And that's, that's the sort of stuff that gets us out of bed in the morning, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting, and I, I think it's a great kind of mission and, and thinking there from from you guys on on how to help these these smaller, medium sized businesses. Because I think you know sometimes people start out, you know, trying to small, medium sized businesses, basically, you know, whatever customers they can get, and then when they start to scale and get bigger, like they're like, oh, we only want to go for the the big fish now, right? But you know, there's still that that market that, as you said, is, is driving a lot of the you know the economy and what what we do every day in our lives, which is really important. So, so it's great that you're focusing on that and also making it very easy for them because, like you said, they a lot of small and medium sized businesses are not going to have those resources, so especially like you know on the IT side, probably that are going to be able to, to bring in some robust system or, or something that's maybe potentially larger than, you know, what they really need at the time. And, and the, and the fact that you're able to, to support that and, and make that happen for them with making it super, super easy to, to use and, and put in place too, I think is a, is a huge thing. We'll be back after a quick break. You hear a lot about supply chains these days, because if the past couple years have taught us anything, it's that an efficient, well-managed supply chain is absolutely critical to keeping businesses successful and consumers happy. I'm Will Haywood, and I host a podcast called All Business, No Boundaries, where we talk about supply chains, how they work, what happens when they don't, and the innovations that are redefining what's possible in the world of logistics. Join me for insightful interviews with thought leaders and industry experts. We discuss how optimizing supply chains can break down the barriers that are holding businesses back. That's All Business, No Boundaries by DHL Supply Chain. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that yeah, you've hit the nail on the head there, there Kevin. You know, th these are often you know, family-run businesses or you, know, the, you, you have people who are still operationally involved and, and you have to work very closely with them and we get yeah. that satisfaction. But you can also make a huge impact there. It's not a, it's not a, you know, a decimal place on an end-of-year sort of financial report for a huge business. It's people that really feel that and that they can go and take on those clients that they might not have been able to before or, you know, get some of their lives back spent, whether that is right. you know, taking their first holiday for, for, for five years or um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, being able to, um, yeah, you know, to, to take, you know, take a, take a weekend off and that sort of thing. So, you know, there's, there's both the impact on, on the business and, and the market, their service, but also the people who are running that business. And yeah, it's very exciting for us. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And it's great that you guys take pride in that and see the the win and being able to, to provide that to these people. So it's really, really interesting what you're doing. And I think the, the positioning and that the market you're going after makes makes a lot of sense. So, you you did mention there in the kind of the founding story a little bit about you know how when the founder took over the business and you know there was a lot of a lot of paper going on and I, I see too like in your I think it was on your your LinkedIn and also the website there, there's mention of like 
reducing the amount of paper and taking paper kind of out of the equation of the processes and, and all these things. So, so I'm curious, like, why is there, why is there such this emphasis on, on reducing paper? And, you know, I guess, what are your, your thoughts on Carton Cloud's thoughts on like, why is paper so evil maybe in, in a sense, right? <laughs> yeah, it's, um, it's, yeah, it's, a, it's a funny, it's a little bit of a cliche, I think, you know, in 2023 to be talking about going, going paperless, but it's, yeah. it's not just the paper, Kevin, it's what the paper means and what, what that signifies <laughs> in the, in the okay. business. So no, I'm not, I'll save that for the, the theology podcast. Um, no, it's, um, <laughs> so obviously there's the, you know, there's the there's the first tier of you know paper isn't it's it's isn't just admin time, but it is admin time. It's an expense of someone having to both you know print it out, handle it, come back. It, it inherently means there's some element of admin or data entry that's involved in the process. And, and you know, we have uh, I can give you quotes of customers saving thirty or four hour, forty hours a week of, of admin time and, and oh, wow. that sort of thing. But my my favorite one is the is the you know, the discovery call with the, the smaller business who doesn't want to talk about how many thousand dollars of, of you know, admin time doesn't mean it's, it's almost like they're allergic to that conversation. But you say, mm. have you ever found a, a docket under a driver's seat or a, or oh, a pick yeah. slip in the back of the warehouse three months later? And you see the look on their face like, oh, yeah, that's, you know, every, every week. And it's like that, that piece of paper is, you know, potentially a thousand dollars, you know, that's, that's just revenue that, that gets missed. So it's, you know, it's, it's beyond just the, the admin time. It's the, the possibility of errors. It's the revenue leakage that's very hard to quantify. And, you know, again, customers say, oh, we've had a 57% reduction in ad revenue. Leakage. Some of them say it's 4%, but you know that there's something that's getting missed when there's paper and and mistakes that can be made, but it also just makes people's lives hard. Like you know we you know we have everything else like is wireless and digital. Um, you know there's an expectation for I think people who are working in the warehouse as well to maybe not have to be you know scanning and, and filing or entering in data off of a off of a paper, which is not to say that paper doesn't have a role to play in supporting documentation or additional you know scannable pick sheets to kind of trigger a digital process. But you know, I think that it helps with improving the the, the work enjoyment of of the sort of people who are actually out on the on the floor. And increasingly it's becoming imperative that the supply chain has digital tracking end to end with real time updates and Honestly, if there's paper, you just know that that might be a five-minute delay, might be a five-hour delay until that order is getting updated, and that you know whether that's an EDI message that's getting triggered or just someone's portal that's getting updated, it deteriorates and erodes at, at customer service. So it's it's what the paper signifies, and and that that also you know that that does mean that it's harder for that person to do their job as well as all of the other sort of value propositions around there, and it's a it's an impediment to scale. Yeah, you know it's it, it's harder to grow when you're when you're dependent on on paper. So yeah, so although it's a, it's potentially a cliche, it's, it's what it is, what it signifies and what it means to mm -hmm. that operation to still be dependent on that, on that piece of paper. That's what we, we're trying to get away from. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's very interesting. And it's a, it's a huge thing too, as well. Um, and I, I teach a, a class as well in addition to the podcast and my students, we, we go through like business process modeling and in some aspects of the supply chain course. And, and I always tell them like, you know, if you're looking at a process, like usually wherever there's paper, like you could make some kind of improvement there. Right. And I think, you know, it's funny the kind of the, some of the examples you give about the paper being, you know, under the seat of the driver or something or falling underneath the desk or something. I, I mean, I had worked at a, a place previously and, 
when I got hired, they were trying to like very much like move their business into, you know, like this, this time instead of like, you know, the eighties or something like that. They're trying to bring in all this tech. And as we were looking at what their processes were, they were picking on, on paper. And one of the issues they had was that they were picking on paper, but they were also like paying like by piece picked as well. So pickers that had been there a while got smart and they knew like which papers would get them the most money. So they would find just like pick tickets, like from time to time, just like stuffed behind bins and stuff like that. And the pickers would just kind of like hide them, not pick those orders. And then by the time it was time to ship and figure it out like they couldn't locate that order they had to repick and and all these different things so i mean the the paper is certainly i would say i'm i'm on i'm on your team i'm i'm anti-paper <laughs> with you guys as well i mean i i see like the hindrance that it can cause and, and just the overall difficulties it, it can be i mean even on the you know just reconciling side as well you know yeah. you look at things like <clears throat> a customer says they were short a pallet or something right and and you go back you gotta go through all these you know bankers boxes of bols or something to see like oh did we actually you know ship three or did we actually ship two or what was the case right and for the whole claims process so having that all digitized and being able to just pull that data whenever you need it i mean is a is a huge advantage so it's great that you guys are are recognizing that as well because i think too you know a lot of the small the smbs small to medium-sized businesses there you know, they're, they're starting out. And I think what I see too, as well, especially with kind of these smaller independent three PLs that are like popping up more and more is that, you know, they're born from somebody that's not necessarily been in the logistics space or warehousing space and doesn't necessarily understand all these things. So, so they may not understand that, you know, they have to keep all these papers or these records and, and being able to give them an option to, to just pull that data and, and fully understand it and, and also speed up their process and efficiency is going to help them reduce their, their cost overall and, and maximize the profit. So it's really, really, really a great focus that you guys have on there. And I love that you're, using that in your your messaging too. Absolutely. And I think you hit on some really interesting parts there. We are seeing that globally yeah. that there's a lot of new entrants into 3PL warehousing from people who yeah, don't necessarily come from a, a logistics background. That's not, I wouldn't say the major source of our, our growth, but it is a significant one. And I think right. it's it's been interesting because we also have probably done more of that you know intro to logistics so you, you're a teacher you know yeah. we, we might be able to send some people your your way because sometimes when you're in that implementation <laughs> process you're like okay so that that doesn't really make sense from a warehousing one-on-one perspective but how about we do it do it like this but generally with the the appeal of going paperless as a mm. writing principle you can usually get get some great outcomes there and and the one thing i will say is is almost going into to bat a little bit for the smbs is it's not just an smb challenge this this dependency oh, yeah. on paper yeah. and i'm sure you've had plenty of experience in this space as well that i i will i will i'll, I'll come back on this and we can talk about it next time but i'll be surprised the day that i i am not blown away by the size of organizations that i talk to who are like oh no we're still running on on paper and you go yeah. you're a million <laughs> or billion dollar industry and you're yeah you're still paper based so you know the smbs potentially have an opportunity to make some changes more easily than some of their larger competitors so that's my rallying cry to the smbs is you know oh, yeah. you, you can do it easier than the than the big guys <laughs> yeah definitely i mean i'll say to that point like my 
my first job out of college was for a large book publisher. And I was, mm. one of my tasks was uh, handling the damaging of like, you know, obsolete products or scrapped mm. products. And, and to do that, they were, they were still printing like on like carbon copy paper, like tickets for the damages. Yeah. Like one, it was like a white, yeah. The triplicate, like one, like a white, pink and yellow copy. Yeah. And it was like, well, the white copy goes to so-and-so and and the pink copy goes to so-and-so and and the yellow copy, like you just keep at your desk. And I just had stacks and stacks of like yellow copies. It was like insane, but yeah. And so, I mean, it is pretty crazy. I mean, the amount of paper that's just out there and people are not necessarily realizing or, or taking the time to to look at those steps in their processes and realize like the efficiencies they could gain by by eliminating that paper and doing some some automation or some system work there so really interesting thing there and, and i think it's great that you guys are, are focused on eliminating that as well so if we look at at cart and cloud you know we're focused on SMBs kind of as we were, we were talking, right? Which is a, a great thing. And and one of the things I think when we look at a, a system and we start to bring in WMS and TMS type of system, one of the scary parts is typically implementation, right? It could take a long time, takes a lot of resources, all these different types of things. But Carton Cloud, I mean, is cloud-based. So I'm imagining the implementation is a little more simpler and, and probably aligned with much of what you said about simplifying things for these businesses. So tell us a little bit about what implementation looks like for Carton Cloud. Yeah, absolutely. And I'd be, be happy to, because I, I think this is one of the things that we we, we do, we do I think I think really well. I'd say say best of of our of our space, but certainly up there. And one of the one of the kind of I think founding principles is that our whole, so Vincent and I we we like to be supported when we're working with our software partners by people who know what they're talking about. And that doesn't seem like an unreasonable request, but it's not always the, the experience. So our entire customer facing team is is ex operations. Everyone has worked in a warehouse, Agreed. worked in transport. And what that means is at least when you're speaking to everyone, whether that's implementation or customer support, you, you're speaking the same language. So an implementation for, for Carton Cloud and, and can't can't stress enough that every warehouse is is different, but you know, our average implementation time is totaled about six to eight hours of contact time, which sounds like I'm, I'm making wow. that up, but it's because we're cloud-based and has been designed to be easy to use and easy to deploy. Um, it doesn't matter really whether there's, you know, thousands of SKUs and, and multiple sites or, or it's a very simple application we, we still kind of hit that six to eight hours most most mm. of the time because things are bulk import bulk export when software is intuitive you don't need to be told how to create an order because it's yeah. it's obvious you know it, it's um you know it, it, it's really a you know a part of our dna but dna but making everything as easy as possible is is you know makes it easier for then businesses to implement which means it's more it's it's cheaper there's, there's not as much cost not from an implementation fee perspective exclusively, but also the time and effort to get it up and running and train your staff. I, I, I can look you straight in the eye and tell you, we don't even train our customer staff on the warehouse app. It's that easy to use. They pick it up and wow. they go, okay, so I do that. Yep, off, off you go. So nice. so that's what an implementation looks like for us. So, and it's also implementing it to the extent that a customer wants to be implemented. But, you know, we have the ability to support all sorts of workflows and barcode scanning and, and, and strict sort of, you know, workflows. But that's not always what, customer needs um, yeah. and you can go paperless without having to scan like mm. you know you're still saving a whole bunch of time and effort and, and, and money by you know using a, a, a the mobile app even without 
scanning if that's not where you want to be or not where you have the processes and maybe the customers to to sort of support that. So, you know, it's also working with customers to make sure that they're getting value out of the system. You, you made a comment at the start about small medium businesses, you know, maybe not needing every feature under the sun that some of the, the larger platforms right. need. And that's kind of, again, you don't have to do all of that stuff in Cardinal Cloud. A lot of it's there for you to grow into and expand into, but it's, you know, mm-hmm. transacting and getting value within the first couple of hours and, and being able to get through that process in, in, in days or weeks, not months, is is, in, is super important for, for SMBs, but also any, any business, to be honest, because right. software shouldn't be hard. You shouldn't, you know, uh, to go back to something I said before, you shouldn't need a PhD. To, to drive it. it it should be something that you can get up and running and we've invested a lot of time and effort in, in documentation and you know online academies that, mm-hmm. that, that take people through that which is easy for new staff training or a key person leaves but also people who want to self self set up you know a 3pl wms there's not many systems that, that all sort of let you do that and we can get through that process in sort of six to eight six to eight hours which is mm-hmm. yeah i think a really exciting part and and our customers enjoy it. They talk to people who, as I said, know what they're doing. And yeah. half of that time is talking about possible workflows and yeah. you know, charge structures as well. Yeah. Interesting. And I, I love that you mentioned there, you're able to kind of grow into some of the features, which I think is a, a great thing. And you don't have to use everything that, that you have there available, which I think is, is perfect, right? I mean, especially as you're, if you're just starting out or something and you're looking to have a system to to get some you know kind of organization and and efficiencies in in place but you're not necessarily ready to to do the the full thing like you said you don't necessarily have to do you know barcode scanning if you don't have barcodes set up yet or or things of that nature i think that's great to have that flexibility and you know i mean 68 hours is remarkable you know i've done implementations for larger systems and you know six six to eight months is maybe lucky right so you know it could take much longer than that so so i think that it's great that you're, you're addressing that in such an easy and, and simple way like all of the other features you're doing as well so really interesting stuff about carton cloud here and interesting to to learn about it and happy to see definitely that you guys are, are focusing on making this very simplified and easy to use not only from a, a user standpoint but an implementation standpoint as well it makes a lot of sense and i think we need more simplification in our world i mean i think it only makes sense you know it's overall the concept of our business you know is box in box out but it gets very complicated <laughs> in between sometimes so so having some like simplified solutions i think makes makes a lot of sense it's really good to see so I, i'm curious if you could give some some potential example examples of like how some operations that have switched to carton cloud or started using carton cloud have, have seen like their their business grow from from being able to utilize the system yeah, absolutely, and and happy to, and and it's something that I'm I'm very passionate about because obviously the the business impact is is the reason that people make software investments, and and there's a couple of different angles here. One of them it's very common is businesses looking to expand the range of services mm-hmm. that they offer, and that might be powered in, powered out uh, sort of operations looking to get into pick and pack, you know. E-commerce fulfillment doesn't have to mean 100,000 units a week. It, it can mean, you know, 100, 200. You have a couple of brands in one part of the warehouse that you're yeah. doing some fulfillment out of Shopify. So, you know, those are generally operations that want to invest in software to help them do that a bit more efficiently, capture the revenue, potentially, you know, a bit of efficiency in terms of workflows. And also, I think increasingly with the, the demand for warehouse space, 
going up and, and supply not really keeping pace. Sometimes that's additional services like cross-docking or, or consolid- freight consolidation for additional revenue streams that are maybe less space intensive or, or longer term, but that help diversify revenue streams with the existing customers that they have. And again, wanting software to kind of give visibility and sort of, you know, automation through that process. There's some, you know, there's some very big, big, gains that businesses can make from improving their customer service integrations you know increasingly increasingly sort of prominent and that's not just shopify you know click and connect it's you know two-way integrations into customers saps and net suites those are those are beyond the reach of a lot of logistics businesses that we partner with them to help them get those implementations or integrations in place and you know what that's honestly meant is that a lot of our customers can take on work that they couldn't take on before either due to the customer service they can offer the workflows they can support or you know the integrations they can achieve and you know i, I won't out any names here but they are some surprisingly small clients with i must say very good salespeople taking on some fortune 500 brands in in yeah. operations that you know a year ago they wouldn't have been able to and and one that i i, I really am passionate about that is that Having less time focused on some of the stuff that shouldn't be difficult in the business gives these businesses the chance to spend more time on sales and marketing, which is often third or fourth on the priority list that never gets to the top for small, medium logistics providers. And being able to actually go and not just wait for the next referral, but actually, you know, follow up and then sort of actually come up with a plan of how they can grow and where they want to grow is really really big and and i'll wrap I'll, I'll, i won't won't keep talking too long because i could talk for a while but the last one <laughs> no um, is around i think the the ease of use and the team happiness it sounds like a, a little bit more of an emotive kind of value proposition but what it also means is you know happy teams mean less turnover easier to recruit right. and, and faster training time so sometimes if you grow it can almost be the thing that that ends up causing you to, to fail because you don't necessarily have the people to go and fulfill on that Mm. I promise that you've made to a client, yeah. but having a system that is also intuitive, you know, again, it's been a bit of a repetitive word in this and I apologize for that, but it means that you can go and get someone who, who maybe hasn't worked in logistics or you don't have a three month up to speed ramp up on learning the, the warehouse they layout and how to use the WMS, mm. you know, plug and play, you know, they can come in. So that that's an important part of grow, growing business as well as being able to kind of find, keep, you know, we're hiring people into warehouses that, yeah. You know, they don't want to work on paper. They want some enthusiasm. They want to feel like they're in a modern place. And and I think that you know we can help with help with that as well. Yeah, definitely. And I, I think that last point is is so huge. I mean, especially as you know, we look at sort of the I think the the call out to, from most people over the last you know couple of years has been just you know difficulty to get labor. I mean, labor shortage, labor shortage, especially in, in warehousing and being able to like you said bring people in that maybe don't necessarily have that type of experience and and give them something easy to use right away can certainly help you, especially as you don't necessarily, you know, I myself as someone who has a, you know, a small fulfillment business as well, you know, you know, bringing in someone and, and spending, you know, a month or so to get them trained up is, that's not really in the cards. We don't really have the the resources or the time to, to just keep somebody extra on, on staff while they're, they're learning. So having them come in and, and know what to do, you know, very quickly and really understand and, and digest the system is a, is a huge advantage to being able to, to bring people in, but then also 
like you said, re- retaining them and, and keeping them in an environment where things are easy to do and, and they don't have frustrations and difficulties utilizing systems. So so really great stuff from you, Sean, here about, about Cart and Cloud and very interesting to, to learn about this system and, and kind of the capabilities it has and, and also the empowerment I think it enables for these businesses as well. So really great what you guys are doing and be interested to see how it continues to grow into the future. If people are interested in learning more about Cart and Cloud, how can they do that? Yeah, great, great question. And yeah, if people are interested in learning more about Cart and Cloud, they can they can visit our website at www.cartandcloud.com and yeah, reach out. There's a whole bunch of material on there if people are interested in, you know, whether that's watching some case studies or reading some documentation, or they can reach out to our our, our sort of team there through the free demo form there, and that's a, a very product-led discussion where we try and understand customers' requirements and really, you know, have let the product do the talking and, and schedule a tailored demonstration from there so people can see see the software in, in action. As I said, we, we let the product do the, do the talking for us. So that's how people can find out and we'd be absolutely happy to chat to anyone who, who is interested by, you know, by this interview. Okay, great. And we'll definitely put all that information at thenewhouse.com as well. So, Sean, thank you so much for coming on the show today and teaching us about Carton Cloud. You've been listening to the New Warehouse Podcast with Kevin Latte. Subscribe and check us out online at thenewwarehouse.com. Thank you for listening to this episode. If you want more content from the New Warehouse, check out our new video series called All Hands on LinkedIn. Just search for the New Warehouse on LinkedIn and follow along.